This is why I think it's important for each relationship to be defined purely by the people that are in it. Like it's no one else's business. No one can say to you, oh no, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. And I think that's an important part of any relationship is being able to say, hey, um, I love you very much. I'm enjoying spending time with you. However, there's some boxes that you're not ticking. And I want to address that because I don't want to, I want to address that with you or at least with your consent rather than having to sneak around behind your back and risk ruining this amazing thing that we have. Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we share our worst hookup or dating experiences. I'm Demi Wild, your resident sexual deviant, and today I've got a very special guest deviant, multi-award winning creator of the multi-award winning podcast, Probably True, Stories of Queer Life and Even Queer Sex, Scott Flashheart. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful, thank you. Uh, so how are you doing? You're in the UK, what are you doing there? <laughs> I am in the UK, but that's normal for me. So uh, <laughs> eh, it's not that exciting after the first 38 years, but I'm good, thank you. I am very pleased to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I've been trying to think of a good story to share with you. Um, and obviously I've been running around making all sorts of poor decisions just so I can get a good story to share with you on your podcast. That's <laughs> the only reason for uh, half of the things. Um, I I actually, this isn't actually the story, but I actually, um, this is how much of a whore I am. I actually recently qualified for my local SDI clinic's gold membership, which I was really flattered about. To, until I realized that they give their gold membership to sex workers and people who have very high risk of STIs. And I think I've just been in there a bit too often. I've kind of like tripped a trigger in their system, <laughs> but I'm now, I, yeah, I don't even have Amazon Prime. I don't pay for my own Netflix, but I am a gold <laughs> member at uh, Dean Street STI Clinic. So, you know, there's that. Well, congratulations on that. <laughs> that <you>. is truly <laughs> an award-winning sexual deviancy right there. Why, thank you. <laughs> you are the diamond member of... <laughs> I know, right? It's... it's uh, But it's just like Pokemon. You've got to catch them all. And, uh, yeah, you know. I feel like eventually I'll get like my hundredth uh, visit or something and there should be like confetti and balloons and a cake. I want a cake. Uh, oh, like, yeah. I might be I might be oozing green from something unmentionable, but I want to be eating cake at the same time. I think that's exactly. only fair. It yeah. just makes it makes ooze all the better when you're having a, a nice slice of cake on the other side. I mean, yeah, like they could distract me with the cake while they're dealing with all that. That's fine. <laughs> while they're injecting my butt. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, before we get into all that stuff, so just be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this show. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us be seen later on. And for people that want to see this, hear this weird shit, hear this weird story. And who wouldn't want to? You're an excellent podcaster. I'm very pleased to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Well, Scott, can you tell us a little bit about yourself other than your Diamond membership at your SGI clinic? Apart from the fact that I'm a massive hoe, certainly. Uh, so I am, uh, I'm newly non-binary. Not that new right now, actually. Like it was last year. I kind of, um, do you come out as non-binary? I kind of. I guess uh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of decided to announce the world that I'm not that bothered about being a man or a woman or anything like that. So I'm all kind of vague and in the middle. I keep forgetting and misgendering myself, which um, no one tells you is a thing. <laughs> But there we go. Um, Yeah, so um, I'm in my late 30s. I was 39 last week, so I'm getting on a bit now. Congrats, happy birthday. Thank you. I moisturise. I think I could pass for, you know, 34 in in the right light. Yeah. Hey, you look good, even in the 4K. I did. Um, I did. I, I have a multi award winning podcast, as you mentioned. I did a live show recently, and um, I found out just before I went on stage that the venue was streaming it in 4K on their YouTube channel. And I mentioned it in the show. Um, and afterwards, a friend of mine came up and just kind of looked at me and went, 4K was brave. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Nothing about the show, just oh, but I mean, it scares the hell out of me. Like, I, I see how I, I see how RuPaul's Drag Race went from like you know the Vaseline covered camera lens to mm-hmm. now in 4K. And some of these girls do not need to be in 4K, let me tell you. I feel we've gone too far. I was all right with that kind of scruffy, kind of the old style, old style CRT monitor, like, yeah, very yeah. low res. It leaves something to the imagination, I think. Exactly. And now, in, and also, like old porn is no longer fun because you watch it now and everything's fuzzy and blocky and nowhere near <laughs> as sexy as you remember. I'm just showing my age. That's all I'm doing. Like all I'm doing is complaining that things aren't <laughs> like they used to be, and that's not how I want to be. Uh, but I mean, yeah, who needs a bumhole in 4K? That's just it's a lot. It's a lot to Truly. take in well as it were um but yeah i i'm not sure we need that in, in... truly well you look good in it so and <laughs> unfortunately you. no one else can see it because this is just an audio only program <laughs> well that's that's true uh, so if anyone's listening i'm devastatingly handsome i'm absolutely naked and uh, i look amazing Perfect. so uh, i'm naked they're missing too. out I'm yeah we're, we're both just <laughs> jump, doing jumping jacks while we do this podcast it's excellent Absolutely. so yes uh, so i'm a, a writer and podcaster i'm from uh, the uk as you can probably tell from my fantastic accent mm-hmm. um is there anything else you'd like to know yeah i mean so what I mean, would you like to know we know you're a hoe but uh yeah. like what's dating like over there <sighs> I think especially since, yeah, no, I thought I was on a date last night. I was really excited because there's this really cute guy that I've been into for ages. And uh, he finally, I I decided the best way to kind of get him interested was to link him to my, um, my secret Insta account, like to add him from my secret Insta account, which is me posing in pants or like in the gym showers and all that kind of thing. So there's lots of uh, salacious and sexy pictures on there. Pants, so salacious. I know, right? And he took the bait and we got chatting and uh, we went for a drink last night and I we were arranging it and I was like, okay, so are we having drinks or food? I can be there in about half an hour. He's like, yeah, I'm setting off now. I'm like, awesome, cool. Well, let's have a drink and see how we get on because if we're not really into each other, then we can just leave it there. Exactly. And he And he replied, 
I'm just having a drink with a really cool friend. Like, this isn't a date. And I was like, yes, of well, course, okay. that's what I meant. Of course, that's what I meant. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, and then I sat and cried to myself for 20 minutes uh, before getting up and going and meeting him. No, I didn't. But um, I nearly did. And then we had a lovely time. And then at the end of the night, he hugged me very kind of, this is the hug and now it has ended. And he actually gently pushed me away in a kind of don't try and kiss me kind of move. And I was oh, no. Like, wow. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah. Laying so on the, on the way, real thick. Yeah. So on the way back to my flat, I did stop off at the, uh, the corner shop and uh, bought my body weight in chocolate, which I inhaled before going to bed. Um, as you yeah, do, so, as one does. Um, yeah, no dating in the UK. I don't know. I'm uh, since the world ended, it's got a bit uh, strange. Everyone seems to have coupled up, or is weird. Yeah, I think I think I'm getting to that age where I've got to start waiting for the divorcees. Like I've missed the first wave, <laughs> and now there's only the weirdos, which must include me because I'm still here. There's, if you're single and you're around forty, there's probably something wrong. But soon, all the kind of early marriages that were destined to fail will start breaking up, and I'll be back in the in the dating pool, and it will all be fine. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but at the moment, it's all it's all. Oh hey, me and my boyfriend are looking for a third, or oh hey, me and my husband have just opened up. What are you doing tomorrow and stuff like that, which is fun. That's like a whole third section of like a relationship in, in, in gay culture. I feel is like, you know, now we're together, now we're monogamous and now we're going to open it up and not be monogamous. <laughs> yeah. We got bored of that surprisingly quickly. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, and, and that's cool. I think there's, I think it's great that people can do that. Not only because it means I'm still getting laid, uh, which is nice. And everyone loves a threesome because it, it gives you a couple of minutes to like get your breath back and have a, a rest and a, a quick glass of water <laughs> without having to stop everything. You can let them get on with it for a minute and then you can come back and join join in again when you feel like it. I like that kind of tagging in and out kind of thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> I forgot where I was going with this. Well, it's okay. I, I've had a handful of threesomes in my life too, as well. However, I feel like most of the time it's very awkward and I don't feel like I belong there. <laughs> well, this is why I like being the guest star in a couple because they're already kind of sick of each other and so having me there is like hello i'm i'm the i'm the guest this evening i'm the one that you're both going to be paying attention to you're and the that's fire that's nice. being lit again <laughs> exactly i'm rekindling their romance so their eyes can meet across a crowded bedroom um but yeah i mean i i like i like the idea that um people are that queer people are defining for themselves what their relationship means and for a lot of them it means being at least partly or at least occasionally open and that's that's cool i think it's it's good rather than going, no, we are together and we must only be us two forever. I don't think that's healthy and um, that's not cool. I yeah. Think, yeah. Maybe as I'm unhealthy because I feel like I want that. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say, as long as it's mutual and everyone's happy and comfortable and you can discuss these things, then yeah. yeah. And I mean, I at the moment, theoretically, I'd be fine with it. But then when I've been really into a guy, I don't sleep around as much. If I'm seeing someone I fancy... I'm like, oh, I could like hook up with a random on grinder again. Yeah. Or I could just kind of save it up and then take it all out on him at the weekend when I see him. That's and what that's I feel. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, that's romantic, right? You Let know, me be just, the punching just... bag. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you know, it's it's this is why I think it's important for each relationship to be defined 
purely by the people that are in it. Like it's no one else's business. No one can say to you, oh no, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. And I think that's an important part of any relationship is being able to say, hey, um, I love you very much. I'm enjoying spending time with you. However, there's some boxes that you're not ticking. And I want to address that because I don't want to, I want to address that with you or at least with your consent rather than having to sneak around behind your back and risk ruining this amazing thing that we have. But then, right. you know, maybe, maybe I'm just being a bit hippie. Who knows? I, I, well, I think that's actually a really important part of like any relationship is like, you know, especially ours, which we don't really have blueprints to like go off of other exactly. than the homogenized version of, but that's kind of like beautiful, but you can like, create your own rules in a relationship and like kind of like evolve as you go exactly i think and and that's important at least that's important for me i think i'd want to be um able to say hey let's do this or hey i want to do that do you want to come and yeah that's cool <laughs> i'll i'll do it without you but i am going to do it and i'd love you to be involved kind of thing yeah um yeah ah, but then you know like i say i've been single forever so maybe i'm doing it wrong maybe i should just be <laughs> Maybe I need to buy a hat and just like do a Charlotte from Sex in the City and just the first guy I see who's even remotely interested, just you married now and just like lock him down and just keep him to myself. Yeah. Completely. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, would you say like that's a, that's a common pitfall? Like in, in I mean, I, I like to think of like things like, cause dating everywhere is diff is different. So like in the UK, like when I was there, I went on one date with a guy and it was horribly awkward. <laughs> That sounds but like, it, yes, that, well, that's just British people, I think. Yeah, we, we are horribly <laughs> awkward. We do that very well. Very well. <laughs> that and colonialism, those are our two main things. Awkwardness and um, uh, annoying brown people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. But like, is that like a very common pitfall? Where are like some other pitfalls that you've uh, experienced there? Oh, oh 38 years of so many. I... I found that the guys tend to fall into two categories. And again, maybe this is just me, but you've got either the guys that are just there for the sex. And so the date is just a drink, maybe two, some small talk, whatever it takes as a formality to get you into bed. Cause right. uh, if I'm, if I like a guy, I insist on, you know, being seduced. I want to feel like he wants to have sex with me, not just, you know, I'm a, a dildo delivery service, essentially. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not the delivery of dicks. Um, right. <laughs> Domino's delivery of dicks. Exactly. Uh, I want to feel like it's, it's me, but like the, the, the person, not just the uh, six foot of solid handsome uh, that you see before you. Anyway, um, <laughs> that he's interested in. Uh, so that's one kind of type. And then the other type are, I want a boyfriend. I don't care who it is. Anyone who will hang around for five minutes, you'll do. You seem nice. And <sighs> that's, that's more off-putting to me. Th that's and, very off-putting. Yeah. Yeah. But then... I've been like, maybe I'm, like I say, I'm, I'm a gold member at the, at the uh, clap <laughs> clinic. So maybe I'm not the best person to ask. Uh, I like to think there's some middle ground, you know, like someone who'll be like, Hey, you're uh, fun to be around. Let's uh, do it again sometime rather than just, Hey, are you horny? I'll be free in 10 minutes, which is, you know, I'd rather have a wank to be honest. See, yeah, truly. Yeah. I find myself, especially let me go back one more time. <laughs> Clap clinic. <laughs> um, I mean, regular testing is important. No, it is. Yeah, yeah. And I just got tested the other day and, and I'm 
lovely, squeaky clean, wonderful. Thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. Don't say clean, but congratulations. <laughs> Completely in order. But yeah, like, you know, I had a guy there who... You had a guy at the club? That's impressive. I've never done that. I've been no, on... No. no. Oh, okay. There was a guy there. I bet there was. was giving me the eye and I'm like, honey, we're both here for the same thing. I don't know if this is a good... <laughs> But you could you could take his number and then just be like, "Hey, I'll call text you in three me weeks. your results." Yeah, <laughs> I want to see a photograph of the results, please, before we do anything else. And right, completely. Yeah, and but, you know, I've definitely been on Grinder in the waiting room at the clinic. Like whenever I'm there, that's what I do. I go on Grinder because there's usually really cute guys in the in the waiting room, and I'm like, "Oh, I know I can't have sex with you today, but in." want to in like 10 days time when the antibiotics have done their job then yeah we should definitely uh, uh get naked and jolly naked. roger <laughs> yes but yeah like i here's that's that whole like extremism that you were talking about between like you know just like the hookup like even hooking up as far as like in, in a clap clinic or whatever and then like the severe desperation that sometimes we find ourselves in that is a real turn off to ourselves and others i feel like i find myself not so much in between i found myself in the extremes more often than than not I always feel like I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I need you. But then it's like, no, 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 get away from me. <laughs> I, I I have caught myself a few times um, wondering as uh, looking down at the top of this head that's bobbing up and down in front of me, just kind of wondering if this guy might be like a future potential boyfriend or something that might... Oh, he seems nice. He's he's, he's kind of hot. <laughs> he smells good. You know, he he's not obviously a dickhead. <laughs> uh, he seems to know what he's doing with my penis. He's giving. <laughs> yeah, let's let's maybe we should get a drink or something after this. And then you know, like ten minutes later, he's uh, he's come and he's looking for his pants immediately. And I'm just like, all right, well, yeah. Bye then. You know, close the door on your way out, kind of thing. But yeah. yeah. Who knows? That's life. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to hear this story that you have come oh. for us since you've done all the legwork. <laughs> yes, the legwork and the backwork and the mm -hmm. handwork. Yes, all of the work. Um, okay. All right. So I, I'm wondering how far back to take it. So there's this guy that I had, I, I, we'd met a couple of times, but like in kind of, uh social situations so we'd never really um spent any time one-on-one -on -one. but he was really hot and i really quite fancied him and we've been chatting and flirting and stuff and he was like oh hey um have you heard about uh recon like the the do you have recon over there it's uh kind of it's an app but for kinksters so it's um oh yeah okay i have yeah okay I've had a, okay. a profile at one point for some, um, <laughs> I was doing, I was doing some research. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I was I'm curious sure was I heard about this research. and I'm like, I didn't, I was I had like zero interest in like doing anything on there, but yeah, I've, I've been on there. I know what it's about. I'm not yeah, judging yeah. you, babes. It's fine. If you want to be on there <laughs> late. You go for it. anyway. Curiosity. So he was like, "Oh, there's this, there's this uh, recon party happening, 
on Saturday. Um, do you want to go? And I was like, not really. But but then, like the next day, a friend of mine who works for Recon texted me and was like, hey, can you help us set up? We need people to help, like, put the piss pool together and, like, set up the, um, like, the, the, uh, the lube <laughs> Yeah. And, like, we, yeah, we need someone to put out all the lube sachets and the condoms and, like, make sure that the spanking saddle is in the right place and like, yeah. <laughs> and all of this kind of thing. And he's like, yeah, we just need some people to come along. It'll take like half a day. We'll pay you. Uh, and if you want to hang around uh, afterwards, if you want to come to the party, uh, you'll get in free because you're essentially staff. I'm like, oh, all right then. I wasn't gonna, but I will. <laughs> so I texted this guy back and I was like, hey, uh, I'm actually going to be setting up the thing. But I don't have anything to wear. I'm not really that kinky. So, uh, and he was like, oh, don't worry. I've got some harnesses and stuff. When you're done setting up, come to mine. Um, we can get ready together. We can kind of, uh, you can warm me up a little bit. Um, and then we'll go to the party and we'll have a great time. And I'm like, okay, cool. So he lent me a jock strap. He, like we discussed, like I was going to wear this jock strap and a harness that he had the, that, that would fit me and all this. So, um I went and I helped them all set up and stuff. Lots of heavy lifting of big metal and leathery things. And it was quite fun. You know, I, I had to test the slings. There were four of them. And like, once we'd set them up, you had to kind of like swing on them a bit to make sure they were um, <laughs> sturdy enough to, to yeah. withstand the the pounding that was going to happen later. So I had a lot of fun. I, I, they're surprisingly comfortable, which I suppose they have to be. Um, but I've never, I've never used one before this incident that I'm that I'm slowly getting to, I'd never use one. I'm trying to paint a word picture. I hope it's not too much backstory. Anyway. No, it's perfect. No, okay, cool. So I'd, I'd put this sling up. It was all fine. I went to this young man's house and uh, he was like, oh yeah, try this on. And he was like, oh, what do you think to mine? And he was like showing off his his harness and his uh, outfit that he was going to wear. And I was like, mm, yes, it's, it's very nice. Uh, and all this. And then, you know, it would have been rude not to just stick my face in his bum. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so we ended up making out. And and this is what he meant by the warm up. I was warming him up for the, for the rest of the night's activities, uh, basically, which... Slightly less flattering than uh, than anything else when I thought about it, but you know, at least at least I got to have a go first. <laughs> so yeah, and the 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 sex was amazing, uh, like really really good, um, sexy times, which is nice because I'm used to a lot of kind of mediocre, slightly disappointing sex, but no, this guy really knew what he was doing to the point where. I actually, uh, I actually came while he was riding me, which almost never happens. I usually have to be on top. I've got like control issues and shit. Anyway, gravity uh, you too. Yeah, as well. And like <laughs> this is this is still like eight p.m. and we'll go into this sexy party later on. And I'm like, I'm already done. I could go home to bed now. But I've told this guy I'm going to come with him to this party. Yeah. Um, so I managed to hide it from him and just kind of bluff my way through, like distracting him with uh, hands and tongue and other things so that like he didn't notice that I was all done for the evening. Um, and I was thinking, oh, I'll have recharged by the time we get there. It'll be all sexy. It'll be fine. Blah, 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 kind of thing. So um, off we went to this to this party. He, uh, I, he disappeared pretty much immediately. <laughs> 
<laughs> because of course he did. So I'm like, well, at least I got my go before before we got started. So blah, blah, blah. So as I'm wandering around, I kind of, I was like, do you know, I'm going to go and um, just check that those slings I put up are still, I wanted to inspect my handiwork. I wanted to see it being uh, used. And there was this one sling that had a queue of like four or five guys and it was kind of hard to watch them, like, st- very British, just standing in line, waiting for their chance to, like, bang this random tart in the, in the sling. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, but then I realised that the random tart in the sling was this guy that I'd been, that I'd hooked up with earlier on that day. And so he was he was getting done by everyone. Yeah. And because um, he was hot and, like, he's in the sling, so he's just kind of prone, he's stuck there. So everyone was having a go on him. And then, so everyone was uh, enjoying him very much. And so by the time that, so by the time the queue had gone down, uh, he kind of like saw me and he waved, oh, come, like, let's, let's, let's fuck some more, get it in me, blah, 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 kind of thing. And I'm like, all right. So I've never used, as I said, I've never used a sling for its intended purpose before. So this was all a bit new for me. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm like recharged and ready to go again. And he's yeah. been having a good time. So this'll be great. Um, so, as all of these other gentlemen had been uh, in front of me in the queue, um, there had uh, collected on the floor, let's say, some fluids uh, of a varying um, <laughs> viscosity and uh, and uh, stickiness. <laughs> yes, various various fluids that were on the floor, uh, which made the floor quite slippy. Oh no. Now, what I didn't realize when you when you're um approaching someone in a sling, you're supposed to brace your feet against the legs of the sling so that you've got something to kind of lean against uh-huh. while you're thrusting and stuff. Now, I didn't know this because it was my first time. I this wasn't a kinky thing that I'd done before. So, up I went, just trotted along, and <laughs> on the first thrust I slipped in these fluids, um, reached out to grab the sling, missed, fell forward, headbutted him in the groin, and then fell face first into the slime underneath him in the sling. So he's doubled up in immense pain because I've just nutted him in the spuds. I'm on the floor <laughs> struggling to get up with this goo which let's say it's lube just on my face and just <laughs> just cover it because I'm not wearing anything so it's all over my skin and I'm just like ah and so yeah I I kind of ruined his evening uh with by with one thrust I managed to absolutely ruin his oh, evening um and mine my god um yeah so then uh he hasn't spoken to me since, which is a shame. Because, like I say, when we did have sex the first time, it was really, really good. So I suppose I should be glad that um, at least he got me off that one time because I uh, I cut his evening rather short. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> you poor so, thing. yeah. That poor thing. Oh, my. Yeah, so it was just kind of whoops, bonk, splat, was pretty much how the whole <laughs> thing went. And it was... Uh, yeah, not good. Well, um, I, this is a this is a total new thing for me too. I've never actually experienced a sling like that either. So this is a very very okay. important lesson I think that we <laughs> learn here. You've got to brace your feet against the legs of the sling upon 
walking up to the said sling. Yeah, be- before you start thrusting away, just kind of make sure that you've braced against something so that if the floor is, for example, really slippy, you're not going to just slide about in it. Um, <laughs> and this was something that no one had... I feel like there should be... You know, like there's lifeguards at pools. There should be like an instructor. Well, like maybe like a drill sergeant, like in the army. There's someone there kind of like helping you through... No, not like a drill sergeant. You don't want him telling you like, come on, keep it up, faster, yeah. five, six, seven. No, you need someone who's a bit more like, all right, so when you're ready, just kind of pop it in and very gently start. <laughs> you need you need that kind of hand-holding, I think, like like a middle school really teacher is. kind of thing, I think would be the way to go. <laughs> okay, now now I'm middle school teacher. Oh, my goodness. No, yeah, no. Mrs. Now Newsom I'm thinking of like my, my really hot Mr. Uh, Lapagard, who is my middle school teacher. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Gently taking my hand and telling me to pop it in. Yeah, just, just helping you into position and making sure that everyone's having a good time. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Oh. Did you ever see this guy again? Like, um, I, I wouldn't assume so. You just have well, a no. No, I think, well, I, I apologize. And I, and I tried to buy him a drink and kind of make it up to him. And he was just like, no, no, it's fine. And then just didn't talk to me ever again. So wow, never mind. Oh, never bye. Mind. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I've never actually been to a sex party. Is it, was that like the end of like the sex party itself? Like, did you go home after that? Yeah, like I was, I was covered in other people's spunk and uh, and loo <laughs> and just kind of like. Yeah. And not in a fun way. It's not like I'd done anything to deserve it. It was just cold and <laughs> sticky and on the floor. And the one guy that I'd gone with, I'd just ruined his night. So yeah, I was feeling very embarrassed and like shamed and like in that thing where, you know, probably two people noticed and either didn't care or were trying to help you. But you think that the whole room has just stopped and turned and is all staring at you in kind of a Wild West saloon kind of way. In that kind of, <gasps> the music stops, everyone's staring. And it was nothing like that. But that's how, in my head, that's how it was. And I was just like, <laughs> I need to go home and never leave ever again. Completely. Um, yeah, so that I, I very quickly made my exit. Um, <laughs> Which, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, so I don't think I'm cut out for kinky things. At least not those kinky things. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like something that, that would happen to me if I were to ever find myself at one of those things. It's just slip on something and make an ass out of myself completely. Yeah, that's that's how it went. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a wonderful story. Um, do you have oh, any I'm advice like for other uh, um, first timers at a sex party? Oh, um, I think for, well, for any sex party like that, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't get too carried away. Um, have a nice time. Uh, be polite and courteous just because (laughs) someone's like, uh, tied up and waiting for you to come over and fuck them raw. Don't, doesn't mean, uh, that you shouldn't be checking in with them and making sure that everything's okay. Consent is sexy. Um, That's and, right. You know, yeah, we've got to be we've got to be mindful of these things. Um, otherwise, uh, oh, I always say don't mix sex and drugs because I don't like to, but other people do. So, you know, people aren't going to listen to me on that one anyway. So, Complete, complete side story here. But uh, I've, I served to, I served, quote unquote, served to uh, kinksters 
his two boyfriends uh, yeah all right at my restaurant last night (laughs) oh okay that's i had this going in a very different direction waited on i perhaps is is the word i should use not served um (laughs) i i love kingsters because they're they're like the most polite people they were the best guests i had all night and they were just like so lovely so lovely love the kingsters yeah i think like proper kinksters are you get that kind of pretentious um scene people who like oh yeah i'm wearing a a harness to just like a normal gay club because i'm cool and they tend to be dickheads but actual kinksters it's a lot like i mean i i go to the gym like five six times a week so for me the kinksters are a lot like the 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 bodybuilders in the gym. You might feel intimidated by them, just in by the idea of them and the image of them, but they remember what it was like their first time, and they are usually very very kind and very very thoughtful, and will actually help you, yeah, do the thing that you're trying to do if you don't know how, <laughs> because they have the knowledge and they've been there themselves, as opposed to like pe- pretentious or people who are like just trying to look cool who yeah. who don't have the uh, the security the knowledge the security or the knowledge to be able to help you because they're not really sure themselves if that makes yeah. sense it makes, yeah. that makes a whole lot of sense yeah. Completely. Yeah. they know what it's like to be a, a normie <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the fact that you're there like trying to get your freak on uh that, that's a good thing especially if they're into you you might end up with more than a helping hand yeah you never know well scott where can our listeners find you oh uh you well you can find me on twitter at scott Flashheart or on instagram um do you want my uh my sexy insta or my uh insta that my mum follows <laughs> whatever you want to uh, uh share there <laughs> okay uh, i'll give you the sexy one because um why not? So the sexy Insta is uh, flash underscore after dark, um, which is, you know, where I pose in my pants at the gym or whatever and things like that. And if you want to listen to my podcast, which is full of filthy stories, much like this one, although this was an exclusive, I haven't used that story in my own podcast. So you got an entirely, entirely new and thoroughly embarrassing story from me. So Lucky yes. well done there. So yes, my podcast is called Probably True. You can get it wherever you get this amazing top quality podcast material because we are podcast siblings that's right (laughs) well scott thank you again for joining us and thank you for sharing that was so much fun you're more than welcome uh i'd love to come back again sometime if you'll have me absolutely wonderful Be sure to check out the episode description for our guest social media links for more information on this show or to read my blogs of the poor stories and a deviant's guide to sex. Or if you're interested in receiving a personal tarot reading from me, visit DimitriWild.com. Stay deviant. Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional. <laughs>